Welcome back to the stupidest podcast. This is your host, Justin Vandy Venter, and it's just me now, folks. Uh, Roddy's not here. Um, this is just the deep dive, our little sideshow, our little side podcast that we're creating. Um, it's just me. Uh, I might get Roddy in here a few times to talk about some of these guys. I'm sure he'll get in here and want to talk about some of his faves, but uh, I I wanted to get into this podcast and tell just do this little side spin so that we can dive into these guys a little deeper. I don't think the two minutes that we do at the end of our main main podcast is enough. I think these, especially a lot of these comedians, deserve a little bit more dedication than what we give them. So I want I want to educate you a little bit more on their earlier life and career. I dig into their Wikipedia and some other places, get a little information, and share it with you. These aren't super long episodes, but I just want to give you a little bit more information about the comedians that we dedicate to, because I think they deserve it. And uh, tonight's uh, episode and comedian that we're going to be talking about is a special guy. He's a Minnesota boy, born right here where the stupidest podcast is out of. Um, It's Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg is one of my faves, one of my all-time faves. And a very unique comedian. Uh, he's not a storyteller. And he's not a roaster. But I'm, I'm sure he could have roasted pretty well. But he was a one-line comedian. He could take something very simple in life. And turn it into a one-line joke that was extremely hilarious, funny. But gifted and talented how he could look at something like that. And turn it into a joke. I wish I would have had those. I wish I had those skills. I can't look at. I mean, I guess I can, but not at not to his level. How he see, he could see things. I mean, you'd have to look up some of his comedy. Like, um, one of his most famous ones. Uh, let's see here. He has one right here that I. I. It's one of my favorite jokes that he always, always said was, "An escalator cannot break. It can only become stairs." such a simple idea but he turns it into something hilarious and i'm not giving it justice because I, I don't deliver it like him i'm not a one-liner comedian but i think that's one of my favorites by him um but yeah if you don't know who mitch is go look him up um his stuff is some of the best out there a comedian that didn't have a super long career but the little bit that he did put out was hilarious and some of the best you'll ever hear. Um, but yeah, we'll get into this. Uh, Mitch was born uh, February 24th in 1968 in St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, he attended uh, Harding High School. Mitch didn't have uh, much interest in in school and barely he barely graduated from high school. Um, but yeah, he once he got out of high school and all that, he he left. Minnesota, and he began his career actually in Florida, where he honed his skills. But then, after he honed in his honed in on his skills, he moved up to uh, Seattle, and in Seattle is where he began touring. Um, and then, after touring for a while, he he appeared on MTV's Kamikaze, which uh, was a TV show on MTV, and um, 
shortly followed after that, he got an appearance on David Letterman in 1996, which kind of gave him his big break um, to where then in 97, um, he won the grand prize at uh, the Seattle Comedy Competition, which was a big competition at the time. And that gave him an appearance on uh, That 70s Show, the sitcom, which is one of my favorite sh shows. If you guys haven't seen That 70s Show, it's a pretty funny show. Big names were, were appeared on it, and those guys actually became pretty big actors after that show. Um, but then in 1999, he completed his own independent film, Los Enchiladas, where he wrote, directed, and starred in the film. And then he appeared at uh, the Mon he also appeared in the Montreal Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in 1998, 2001, and 2004. And from there, uh, Hedberg he actually appeared on Leatherman Letterman nine more times. And after that, he he signed a half a million dollar contract with Fox um, for a sitcom and was dubbed to be the next Seinfeld by Times Magazine, and which I thought was pretty cool. Um, to be called Seinfeld of his time, I mean, that's pretty huge, because, I mean, we all know what came of Seinfeld. Um, but a crazy fact about that I, I read about uh, Mitch was that uh, he had major star, uh, stage fright, and I didn't know this about him. I mean, I, I I heard things, but I didn't think it was as bad as what I read. His stage fright was so bad that that's, that was the reason why he performed in sunglasses all the time. He kept his hair long. He put his hair in front of his eyes. And there was times that he actually closed his eyes. And I did find it. They said that sometimes he'd be upstage with his back to the audience while he told his jokes because he just couldn't stare. He couldn't stand to see the audience because he was so nervous. And I actually found clips of him doing comedy with his back to the audience, which I thought was hilarious that such a big talent had that big of a stage fright. Um, Mitch married another comedian, a Canadian comedian, uh, Lynn uh, Shawcroft. I'm probably butchering her last name. But uh, they, they got married in 1999, up until his death in 2005. Um. Another fun, crazy fact that I saw uh, was in 2001, he uh, joked in the Penthouse magazine that he could choose his death. If he could choose how he was going to die, he would want to be famous and then overdose, which is pretty crazy that he said. That. I mean, there's a couple incidents in his life that were pretty outrageous for a guy that had such a, a big drug addiction and drug problem. Because in May of 2003, he uh, he was arrested in Austin, Texas for heroin possession. Mitch had a pretty bad drug addiction. I don't know if he was a big drinker, but drugs were definitely his thing. Um, on March 17th, 2005, he was on uh, Howard Stern, the Howard Stern show, with Quivers and Artie Lang saying, I got drugs under control now. And Stern asked, do you? You know how to take them now, huh? And Hedberg's reply was, yeah, you know, I just do it for the creative side. 
and that was March 17th, 2005. And the reason I give that date because is because in March 30th, 13 days later, Mitch was found dead in his hotel in Livington, New Jersey. And they thought, when when they found him, they thought he died because he had heart problems from birth. He had a heart condition from that was actually from birth. But later on, the autopsy found out that he had multiple drugs in his system. And two of the drugs found was a large amount of cocaine and heroin in his system. So it later was known that Mitch Hedberg died from an overdose. Which sucks because I don't think he was to the height of his career. Um, there's not a lot to say but I couldn't find a ton of crazy things about Mitch. I mean, I'm sure there is tons. But Mitch, if Mitch wouldn't have had, he's one of those comedians that you just didn't want to see die. And you saw that he had a drug problem and you knew it was coming. I mean, you can pretty much tell. He joked about drugs all the time in a lot of his stand-up. And it sucks because he was such a talented guy and the way he could write his comedy and the, just the quick one-liners. Um, there's a few of them here and I'll read you a couple of them. Like I, I, I wrote you, I read you one earlier, but here's a couple of the famous ones. Um, I used to, st I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used, I used to too, too. I haven't slept for 10 days because that would be too long. The um, Every book in a children's book, if the kid... Every book is a children's book if the kid can read. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of jokes that I loved. Like, he could take something so dumb and make it like, oh yeah, dang, I never thought of that. I like to throw a toothpick into the forest and yell, You're home! <laughs> uh, he he just made such dumb jokes but they're hilarious and I wish Roddy was here because these are the kind of jokes that Roddy tells Roddy is a quick one liner I always call him the king of dad jokes because he's just a one line comedian I'm more of a storyteller but doesn't mean I don't enjoy that kind of comedy. I wish I could do that kind of comedy. I just can't deliver a quick one-liner. Without, I mean, I probably could if I practiced, but that's just not me. Roddy's really good at it. Roddy is very good at it. But Mitch was one of the best. So if you don't know who he is, go look him up. Dig into his comedy. And I, I guarantee you he'd be somebody that you love. And if not, become your new favorite if you don't know who he is. So, yeah, I'm going to talk about his career now and tell you everything that he was in and what he was a part of and what he did. He had three CDs out. He released one in 1999 called The Strategic Grill Location. In 2003, Mitch Altogether. 2008, he had Do You Believe in Gosh? In 2016, after his death, they did a, they must have did this a complete vinyl collection. So it must have been all of those combined. But 
they were all under the label um, Comedy Central Records. So yeah, yeah. go check out those CDs. They're hilarious. I know I've listened to at least one of them. Can't remember which one it was. Man, I, I could listen to Mitch for days. Um, filmography. In 1999, he did his film that I was talking about, Las Enchiladas. He played in the role. Um, he was Lee, but he was also the writer and director. In 2000, he was an almost famous. He was Eagle's road manager. In 2005, he was in Lords of Dogtown. He was Urethane Wheels guy. TV appearances in 1995. He was on Comedy Product as himself. That 70s show, he was in episode 11 as Frank. And then also in 98, he was in Premium Blend episode dated May 23rd as himself. He was on The Letterman Show in 98 as himself for two episodes. And 1999, David Kratz, Professional Therapist. He played as himself. In 99, he was on Comedy Central Presents as himself. He was on Letterman again in 99 for two episodes as himself. Home Movies, episode 104 and 105 as the pet urologist and Mitch, respectively. In 2000, he was on The Late Show with David Letterman again as himself. In 2000, he was in Ed, episode 110 as Dave. In 2000, he was or 2001, that was, he was as Ed. And then also in 2001, he was in Just for Laughs on Montreal as himself. 2001, he was on Late Friday as himself. 2001, he was also in Home Movies, episode 112 and 113 as Cop and Dr. Fizzle. Also in 2001, he showed up on David Letterman again as himself for two episodes. And then 2002... He was on Saddle Rash with various voice as various voices. He was also in 2002. He was back on David Letterman. 2003, he was on David Letterman again. And then also in 2003, he was on uh, Conan O'Brien. And then he was also in Crank Yankers in two, 2003. 2004, he was on Shorties Watching Shorties, episode 4 and 9, as himself. And then also in 2004, he was back on Conan O'Brien as himself. So he didn't have a huge, I mean, pretty big for such a short period of time from 1999 to, or 1995 to 2005. So a little, what, 10 years? A 10-year career, and he, he accomplished a lot. But, um, yeah, Mitch. A guy that just... He wished he could have just stayed out of the drugs because he, he had so much more to offer. I don't even think we saw the best of Mitch. But I just find it crazy that... <laughs> He pretty much said that's the way he wanted to go out. As I said, in 2000, what was it, 2003? 2001, he joked with Penthouse Magazine that that's how he'd want to get famous. And then 
die of an overdose. So it was almost like he already knew that he was going to die from it. Sucks. Another comedian that died way too soon. Seems to be a lot of them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, go check out Mitch. Go check out his comedy. Go listen to his CDs. I'm sure you can find them pretty much anywhere. Go watch some of his films. The guy was hilarious. I mean, just listening to his voice, the way he talked. I mean, Mitch was definitely a hippie style guy. <laughs> and I dig it. I love the hippie style, the, the look, everything about him. Mitch is, one of my, like I said, one of my faves. So, yeah, go check him out. Um, That's about all I have for Mitch. Um, I wish I had more because he was a great comedian and loved by so many. I mean, to tell you how good Mitch, how, how much people liked George Garland, David Chappelle, Mike, Mike, Mike Berbigula, Norm MacDonald that I covered in the last episode, Louis Black were admitted that they were comedian fans. And I know there's thousands more. But to have George Garland say that he is a fan, or Dave Chappelle, two monsters in the industry, say they were fans of Mitch Hedberg, that's got to make you feel good. Man, if the, I could be broke as broke could be, but if I could have those two say that they were fans of my comedy, whoo, I mean, obviously George can't anymore, but Dave Chappelle... Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> but um, definitely a special guy. So yeah, go check him out. And like I said, that's about all I have for Mitch Hedberg, the late great. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, I'll, I'll get better with these as time comes. Hopefully, <laughs> and I hope you're enjoying these, but I just wanted to give us, give you guys a little bit more information about them, a little deeper dig into them, a little deeper dive. Um, some of these will be better, better than others. And stick with me. I'm going to get better at this. Just talking. It's a little different just being one-on-one, -on -one, <laughs> just solo. So, yeah. Mitch Hedberg, um, go check him out. Um, this is Justin with the Stupidest Podcast. You guys can go check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we created a, a Snapchat now for podcast. Um, we're gonna we're trying to get on TikTok. If I can ever figure <laughs> figure it out or get Roddy to help me with it. Um, but you can always check us out at www the stupidest podcast.com. So yeah, that's all I got for tonight, guys. I hope you enjoyed this and uh, I'll talk to you next time. Have a good one. Mm -hmm.